You are listening to the Inside Out Podcast, a different approach to living your best life from the inside out. With your host, fitness expert and holistic-focused nutritionist, Tara Spear-Lee. Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining me. I know it's been a couple of weeks. We had a big move and then my hard drive crashed and I'm about three and a half weeks away from delivery of our first baby, so it's been a little hectic, but I am excited to talk to all of you today about by far my favorite topic, and that is how to establish a positive relationship with your body. The reason that this is my favorite topic is because I spent my entire life in self-hatred and negativity about my own body, and that in turn affected every single thing and every single decision that I made in my life. So if, if you can just take a moment and stop, and maybe this isn't you, but this is hundreds of women that I've worked with and men for that fact. But if you can stop and take a moment and think to yourself, how many minutes a day or how many times or how much time you spend in a day thinking to yourself, I shouldn't eat this. I'm overweight. How much, how many calories are in this? I'm not good enough. I wish I looked like her. I wish I had a body like him. All of these things are negative speak that we are speaking to ourselves and our bodies on a daily basis basis. This is negative energy where if you can think about it like this, what could you do if you replaced that time with positive, impactful, inspiring, and motivating thoughts? How much more productive could you be? And how much more joy-filled could you literally be in your life? Those are some really important things to think about. And those are things I never, ever thought about. I lived from eight years old until 26 years old severely overweight. I was over 200 pounds most of my life and was taunted, um, was made fun of, took all of that pain from being taunted and made fun of. And I mean, in essence, bullied. And again, I wasn't bullied by everyone, but most of my childhood, much of my high school life was spent constantly thinking that I was not good enough. Being around other girls who were very thin and who had boyfriends and I did not. And so All of those things combined told me in my head that I wasn't good enough to have love. I wasn't good enough to have a boyfriend. I also was raised with a dieting mother, and I also was raised in a divorced household. So all of those things created instability, which then made my coping mechanism food. So I developed a very unhealthy relationship with food from a very young age. Now, as a caveat, I don't believe that any of this is anyone's fault. I don't like to place blame anywhere. I had an amazingly loving home and childhood, but you know, there has been so much research that shows that a dieting mother or a dieting father can really cause a deep impact on the child where body image and eating disorders are concerned. And that definitely was was impactful on me. The other piece too was the divorced household and the instability of arguments and different things that were happening in my house growing up. And what I did was turn to food and emotionally ate. And this just propelled my negative body image by me gaining more and more weight and really not knowing, you know, the answer to finding not only a healthy body image, but just an overall healthy lifestyle as well. So what this did was trickled into my adulthood. And when you have those feelings of I'm not worthy, those trickle into your schooling. They trickle into your career. And this is something that I really enjoy talking about to especially women in the corporate world, because I don't think we quite stand in our power as much as we possibly could 
because we have such negative views of our body. Not everyone does, but I would say the vast majority of women that I've worked with and many, many women that I'm friends with and that I know, coaching, mentoring, working with on social media, et cetera, have this negative body image that has plagued them their entire life and is holding them back from love, from the career that they desire, from joy, from happiness, from fulfillment. And so that's where this passion to really overcome a negative or a poor relationship with your body has become such a passion of mine and something that I truly believe is life-changing. Many people have asked me how I overcame my negative body image. And so I have to start with the bad because you can't, you know, walk until you learn to crawl. Well, what happened to me was that after living that lifetime of, you know, unhealth and overweight, I hit about 26 years old and I lost my father to a lifetime of poor health. And it really made me switch my mindset into I need to get healthier and I need to find the best ways possible to do so. So I, I hired a personal trainer and I started learning about nutrition. Um, what that actually did was led me to go into personal training and nutrition as a career field, which was great. I took a, a break from the corporate world and, and later went back and I'm so grateful that I did so. But after I lost about 75 pounds on my own, I started to notice that I became obsessed with working out, with the way that my body looked, and I was never satisfied. So here I had lost 75 pounds, you know, I felt great, I was doing photo shoots, I was doing some fitness modeling, and, it, and I still didn't feel good enough because I had body dysmorphia. I looked in the mirror and I still saw an overweight fat girl, and I heard the voices of, you know, those kids and those people. And, even my own grandmother calling me fat when I was a child, I heard those voices in my head. And so I never felt that I could get thin enough. So I decided to take even further measures and I, I went to extremes. I wanted to do a bodybuilding competition and not that that always has to fall under the line of extremes, but the way that I was preparing for it definitely was. I was severely restricted with my foods. I would only eat the same foods day in and day out for a solid 30 days. And then I would switch my foods. They were all, you know, maybe from a list of 10 to 15 very quote unquote clean foods. I had orthorexia where I was so afraid to eat anything outside of those foods that I would literally break down in an anxiety attack if I was around it. Um, I hated eating in front of people. I prepped and froze my food for two weeks in advance. So I would have each meal in a quart size bag inside of a gallon size bag that had six to seven meals for my day. I did two hours of cardio a day plus an hour of lifting weights and I just lived, ate and breathed fitness. And I didn't care about anything else but my body and the gym and my food. And at this time I had just met my husband. We were dating, we were getting ready to get married and I was just so focused on my body and so obsessed with being as thin as I possibly could be because I'd never felt that my entire life. And the reason that the stage and, and bodybuilding really, you know, was something that I had found a focus or a passion for was because I was judged for my body for the first time in my entire life. They were telling me about my muscle separation and my leanness and holy cow, I'd never been called lean in my entire life. But what happened through this was the severe restriction and the over-exercise and the constant obsession with food led me down a path where I developed a pretty severe eating disorder. And that eating disorder led me to have an even worse body image. And I had to completely get out of that lifestyle 
of, you know, a lot of even the friendships that I had, the social circles, some of the social media groups, and I had to seek healing. And that healing, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It took me a solid four years before I felt good enough to say, you know what, at whatever weight I am and at whatever amount of leanness I am, I am worth it and I am good enough. It took me a long time to get to that point. So I won't sugarcoat it and tell you that you're going to have 10 steps to become healed from a lifetime of negative body image overnight. That definitely is not going to happen. But if you truly want to live free of having a negative body image and you truly want to live free of constantly speaking negatively to yourself and having a poor relationship with food, a poor relationship with the mirror, I promise you it's possible, but it is going to take some time and effort. So what I want to tell you today, I have 13 things. These are not in any particular order, but these are my best practices for working towards a life of positive body image. So the first thing is stop counting calories. Stop counting macros. Don't do blocks. Do not weigh food and stop dieting, period. I know this is really scary to let go of, but seriously, I promise you if you can just stop for a while and instead just focus on fueling your body with what it needs to be at optimal health. So everything I talk about on my Instagram, like whole foods, nutrient-dense foods, foods that are found in nature, drop all of the, the processed, sugar-filled, chemical-laden foods and really put a focus on whole foods, sweet potatoes, fatty salmon cooked in some delicious ghee or olive oil or steak and grilled asparagus with some fresh lemon zest and coconut milk or coconut. Oh my God. Coconut butter is my obsession. Coconut butter on top of some strawberries. There's nothing better and there's no sugar in anything other than the fructose and the strawberries. So really just focus on nutrient dense foods and enjoy eating intuitively for once. Eat until you're full and stop. And you'll literally see that you don't need as much food as you thought that you did. But not only is this amazing for the mind, but it's also great for your metabolism and your hormones. Constant dieting is a complete train wreck for your metabolic capacity. We'll talk about that more in another podcast, but I actually dealt with some metabolic shutdowns, metabolic issues from chronically dieting for years and years and years. So this can really help you if you just take a break. Second is take a break from intense exercise and tell yourself it's okay. It's okay to not hit the gym and just go kill yourself for two hours Every single day. Instead, focus on healing movements like long walks and yoga. You don't have to forever, but I'll tell you that both of these are an amazing addition to a fitness program. I do yoga every week and I walk every single day. And this really just helps your mind to rest from that constant obsession with the gym and intensity. And what it also does is it helps your mind to get quiet. Okay, and I'll talk a little bit more about some other things to help your mind to get quiet as well. But this allows for some soul searching because constant body beating, it's also a train wreck for the metabolism and hormones. A break will really do your body, mind, and soul some good. Every elite athlete takes time away and they do it for a reason because they have to repair their metabolic structure. They have to repair their hormones. They have to re-level their cortisol, which is the stress hormone. And what are you doing when you're constantly beating your body up? and constantly dieting, you're stressing out your body. So the third thing is focus on performance. This one was absolutely huge for me and it's been huge for a lot of people. If you can take the focus off of aesthetics and the scale and your body weight and your leanness 
and then you put it towards something that you love fitness wise that celebrates what your body can do and not what it looks like, like performance lifting, like powerlifting or CrossFit. And it doesn't have to be those two. It can be many different things, but this can breed confidence like you have never known because what you're doing is you're shifting your focus from how skinny can I get? What, you know, how much can I get the scale to, to drop to how much of this weight can I lift? How many snatches can I do in this amount of time and keep good form? It really helps you to compete with yourself and not your body, not your body image, not your aesthetics. I absolutely loved switching my mind to performance-based training because it really shifted my mindset from I need to weigh this much to I need to lift this much. And the funny thing was is I got in some of the best shape of my life doing CrossFit and focusing more on what my body could do and what it looked like. And the scale was like 30 pounds heavier than it was back in my fitness competition days. But I felt so good and I was so strong and had so much muscle. Now I will say, if you are going to do performance-based athletics, definitely still spend that time taking a break from the gym and the constant body beating if that is part of your fitness routine right now. If you're involved in extreme fitness and you're constantly beating yourself up in the gym, take a little break before you move on to this. I promise you the break will be so much better for your body in the long run. Um, the fourth thing is daily positive mirror speak. This is totally going to sound woo woo, but I promise you if every single day when you're getting ready, you look in the mirror and you choose one thing, one thing, it can be, I love my eye color or I like the way my hair looks today. I don't care what it is, but one thing you love about your physical self and you say it every single day soon enough, you will begin to believe it's true because it is. My favorite saying is when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at start to change. And that could not be more true. If you can really, really, I say this a lot, but shift your mindset into, I love this about my body. I love this about my body. Then you stop focusing on all the things that you don't love about your body. And you can truly turn that around. The fifth thing is daily gratitude exercises. So kind of along with this mirror speak, I can't stress enough that every morning while you're doing something else, right? Part of your morning routine, let's say you're making your bed or you're brushing your teeth or commuting to work. Say out loud or type in your phone or write down 10 things that you're grateful for that have zero to do with your body. I do this every single day like clockwork and I love it because it starts my day off on such a positive note. So remember some of those podcasts in the past where I talked about, you know, your morning routines and starting your day off right. This is one that can truly help you to make that complete paradigm shift into positive, right? So 10 things that have nothing to do with your body. I am so grateful that it is beautiful outside and I'm walking my dog. I'm so grateful for the love that I have from this person. Just list 10 things that you're thankful for, again, that have nothing to do with your body. The sixth thing, and this one's going to be a tough one, but this one is also huge, is delete anyone you follow on social media that makes you feel bad about your body or that you find yourself in constant comparison with. Now, it's not this person's fault, right? They may just be doing something or putting themselves out there in a way that triggers you. But remember that social media is never the full story. People can distort their bodies. There are apps out there to make people have no cellulite, smooth skin, to even make their waist smaller, their legs smaller. You would not believe it is literally like a full-on Photoshop in an app. So it's never the full story. And people can also make their lives seem as though it's perfection when in fact it doesn't exist. I'll be the first to tell you that. But if you can take that break, right? A lot of this is just taking a break from the things that trigger us 
and either delete those people or just take a step back for a while, it can really help you to focus on you because that's what you need to be doing and not on them. Number seven, read The Gift of Imperfection by Brene Brown. I will not say much about this. I'm just going to say read it, buy it, get it on your nook tonight. I don't care what you have to do. This book is life-changing for anyone seeking to overcome negative body image. Also check out her TED Talks. Brene Brown is such an incredible thought leader. She has this book and many others that are wonderful. And then her TED Talks are also something that I highly recommend. The eighth thing that I will recommend is to also, this is another book, read Thrive by Ariana Huffington. I love Ariana Huffington. She's such an amazing businesswoman, but she also had an experience in her life where she hit rock bottom because she was pushing herself to the limit. She was living a life of extremes by way of work. Um, and she was absolutely exhausted and it, it literally changed her perspective on what overall internal health is. So I highly recommend this because this will put for you into perspective, what overall health is that has nothing to do with your aesthetics. It's all about meditation and giving and family. And I mean, it's, it is so again, life changing. The ninth thing that I will say is to meditate and you'll read more about this in thrive. And she gives very simplistic ways to meditate. Again, this one sounds hokey and woo woo, but it truly creates peace and space in your mind, body, and soul. It helps you to focus where your focus needs to be on your overall health and life and joy and fulfillment and not on your external body. A lot of people tell me that they're not really sure where to start. So try guided podcast apps like Headspace and Omvana. Or, you know, when you're reading Thrive, she actually gives a couple of ways to just simply stop and meditate. I do this five minutes every single morning. I will walk out on my porch with my coffee and I will take a deep breath and I will meditate for five minutes. If I have longer than that, I'll take it. But I need that Headspace. The 10th thing is give. You'll also read about this in Thrive. Giving truly leads to happiness and healing. Volunteering your time and resources is such a beautiful way to step outside of yourself and help others. I'll never forget when I started volunteering when I was going through my healing phase, how much stock I was putting into these things that made no difference in anyone's life. Who cares what the scale says? Who cares if I had an extra strawberry for the day or I overate? There are people out there with real problems that need our help. And when you can put your focus there, it really helps to change your mindset on this grand scheme of life, on people that need people, on people that actually need help. And it really is fulfilling when you can give to others as well. The 11th thing is to listen to positive, uplifting life energy podcasts by, you know, great thought leaders, by people that are in the health and wellness industry, people who have overcome you know, embattled body image and eating disorders. I love the Tim Ferriss show. I love This Is Your Life. I love the TED Radio Hour. I've talked about podcasts before, but when you can focus on life improving tips and inspiration, it will take your mind away from body obsession and focus it on your life, your future, your family, your career, the things that really, really matter in this world. The 12th thing, find a tribe. Find a group of positive, supportive, uplifting people Maybe they've been on your same journey. Maybe they haven't, but they don't judge you for your past, your present, or your future. And having that tribe, they don't even all have to be in the same group of friends, but have those people you can reach out to when you're, you're going through the lows, honestly, who are not part of that, that obsessive lifestyle that you had in the past. It's very, very difficult to continue to remain in those circles and heal at the same time. The final thing, and it's number lucky number 13, but seek help. 
this one is a sensitive subject, but I think that it is so important to seek help, professional help, and it is okay. It is more than okay. And in fact, I believe with my whole heart that it should be part of most of our mental and emotional health practice. I highly recommend finding a psychotherapist who practices cognitive behavioral therapy, which is called CBT. There's many other different types of therapy, but cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT really addresses the negative thought patterns about self. And then it seeks to challenge and alter unwanted behavior like negative body image or a disordered relationship with food. It is life changing. So for me, the first step that I took was to actually seek help. And then I started implementing all of the other things. My therapist actually loaned me the gift of imperfection and she and I later actually did a, a speaking engagement on it, but it, it it was a pivotal point in my life where I took a turn because I started to dig deep and find the root cause of exactly why I had a negative body image, things from the past. Where did that come from? My coping mechanisms. And how can I shift that? How can I have a paradigm shift? How can I shift my mindset? Now, again, all of these things are not going to change your life overnight. It is going to take time and it is going to take work. But I promise you that if you start with one, one step towards a powerful healing journey, this can forever change you from within. And life is just way too short to spend in pain and it is way too short to spend speaking negatively about these beautiful bodies that we've been given to live this incredible life. I hope that these tips really helped you and please know that you can reach out to me anytime Visit me on my website, tarasphearly.com. There's contact information there. You can also email me at tara at tarasphearly.com. I know many of you have been going through things like this for years. I've talked to many of you, and I'm willing to talk to even more of you. So I hope that you are doing well out there and staying healthy, happy, and healed. For more Inside Out podcasts, be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit Tara's website at www.tarasphearly.com. That's www.tarrahsperle.com.